everyone, and welcome back to WHIP Radio's Wake Up Call. I am your host, Corey Parker, here with Rachel Abelard. And guys, today is Friday. I'm super excited. I'm ready for this week to be over. I'm going home today. Like, literally the happiest gal in the world. <laughs> <laughs> um, just so you guys know, if you want to watch us live, you can make sure to join Rachel and I's lives on Instagrams. For my, my account, it's I am Corey, so K-O-R-I-P. And then Rachel, was yours? Just in general that's it just in general so make sure to head on over to our instagrams if you want to watch us live we're going to be live for the entire show so make sure to tune in for that yes okay we have a lot to talk about today but before we get into that let's talk about the weather to start off today it's going to be drizzling so that kind of sucks i'm not going to lie um we're going to have a high of 55 degrees with a low of 42 so a nice raincoat today would be a nice thing to do for yourself so you don't get drenched and so you're not super super cold as for some temple news, I feel like there's low-key some good temple news. Actually, it's yeah, like a good. lot of temple news, but right. it's not good news. Right. <laughs> <laughs> um, so uh, Temple University's Department of Public Safety is facing community concerns about crime and police retention following incidents near the main campus. While dealing with a higher crime rate in the surrounding area, uh, the Department of Public Safety emphasizes using its officers effectively and considers alternative methods for enhancing campus safety. Um, the volume of calls received, like, you know, it informs their police strategy, um, and they're addressing over-policing concerns as well. Uh, So media coverage also plays a huge role in shaping public perception of, you know, the Department of Public Safety. Even though the crime rate is lower than the surrounding neighborhood, um, they can still do a lot more work, especially when it comes to poverty, discrimination, and, you know, just crime still happening to students on campus. Um, So, Corey, you know, you live on campus, okay? I do. Do you feel safe here? Okay, honestly, I do feel safe on campus. It's when I leave campus or I go on the train near campus that I feel unsafe. Like, walking through campus, I feel completely fine. There are obviously places I wouldn't walk to um, at night by myself. Just that's not an option. But at the same time, you might have to start doing that now since it's getting darker faster. But I honestly do feel pretty safe on campus, despite all the crazy things that do happen around. I feel safe. And, like, you always, if you go to Temple, um, you will see, like, the Temple TU police alerts and everything, right? Mm. And so I'm always able to, like, know what's going on around me, which I love. But at the end of the day, majority of the time, those alerts aren't even happening on campus. It's, like, blocks down one way, blocks down another way. It's not until I see Cecil B. and Broad, it's like, whoa, that's a little too close to me. But I feel safe still because then there's always police. And the police are going to protect me, hopefully. Y'all better protect me. Hello. (laughs) (laughs) Right. In my mind, it's more, um, I feel safe enough. But with all the news that I hear, it's always like, dang, something bad could happen right now. Let me, you know, make sure my car is locked. Guys, make sure your cars are cleared before you park them. Don't leave bags and stuff like that in them. If you're going out, um, make sure you go with a friend if you can. The campus also provides kind of uh, people that you can walk with if you uh, reach out. I don't know exactly how, how to reach out so we'll get the details on that Um, but you know there are many different ways you guys can walk campus and the surrounding area relatively safely so please do that and download the citizen app which will keep you updated on all the crimes happening uh, near you so what safety measures do you think uh, the police should do do you have you thought about that at all I mean I feel like I would like to see more police and then police that aren't distracted a lot of time I'm walking around campus and these police officers are 
talking on their phone loudly and everything. They're arguing with each other. And I'm like, you're supposed to be watching over us. So I feel like the police that I don't know how serious they take their job, but I feel like outside looking in, looks like they're just there. You know, I don't know if they would actually do anything type thing. And I don't like that considering we're in North Philly. And so I would love to see them actually just be proactive, actually look like they're paying attention, at least fake it. I mean, at least <laughs> fake it, right? Um, but I would like to see that. Um, what else would I like to see? I would like for, I don't know if this is the police or temple, probably temple. Um, actually, it is the police. I know for the dining hall and the food court, sometimes they have a police officer outside, right? And you're required to show your hour card before you go in. So if you don't have an hour card, you can't go in. I would love to see them do that all day because we're going to go. We go in there as students. The lines are crazy long because all of Philadelphia's in there or we go in there and the teenagers start having a fight. Oh, like there has been literal fights in the food court. Like by by what you think are non-students. They aren't students. They're really? high schoolers. Huh. So I That's would like messy. to see some safety measures taken on that regard, too, because. This is the whole, like, cafeteria. This is where we're going to eat. This is in the dorms. And so I feel like I would like to see police officers do that check all day. Yeah, 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 I agree. I mean, the student center, I know they have security right in front of there. And I know this is not necessarily TU police, but a lot of people just kind of walk in and out. And that's fine for the most part. But it definitely scares me that that one day someone that's not right in the head might do something that's right. not smart. Um, but, you know, at the same time, thank you guys so much for what you do. I know you guys are working 24-7. So, you know, there's only so much that 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 you can do sometimes. Um, but, Corey, I do know that you heard of some stuff happening yes. yesterday, right? Yes. It was actually so scary. I was walking back from my class, and all of a sudden I hear so many helicopters. I look up. There's a helicopter there, a helicopter there. I see a lot of cop action at the end of the block and um, on the other side of the block. And I'm just like, what is going on? Apparently, guys, um, there were two groups of juveniles that exchanged gunfires on campus where Cecil B. Moore and Broad Street, I guess, are. Um, there was no injuries despite the entire situation, but it was just, like, crazy to see that this stuff is happening on campus. Like, people live here. I mean, and I'm talking about students. Students live here. North Philadelphians live here. So it's like we're all coming together. Yeah. So I guess my question would be, like, is there anything Temple can do to prevent those type of things from happening? Uh, it's so hard because, like we mentioned earlier, there's the issue of over-policing as well. Right. And, you know, of course, that ends up putting certain demographics of people, uh, you know, in danger more than not. And that's not a coincidence. So um, that is that's hard. That's a fundamental problem where we got to address poverty. We got to address um, a lot of the substance use issues in Philadelphia. We got to address uh, inequality. And then we can talk about how to stop guns on right. campus like that. Um, but I know Cecil B just had another shootout like two days ago. Yeah. Like same block, bro. Same block. Um, teenagers were shooting each other. Uh, so, I don't know. I, It's rough. It's rough. It's crazy. It's sad. But hopefully, hopefully they'll figure it out. Yeah. But on to some more positive news. Um, have you guys heard that Princess Diana's Philadelphia Eagles um, letterman jacket 
exist first of all did y'all know that existed <laughs> did you know that existed? no I, I, didn't. I didn't know that existed either until i saw the article well apparently now you, well now you have first of all now you've actually heard of princess diana's philadelphia eagle letterman jacket um and it's official that there has been an official replica of her eagle letterman jacket made and even crazier you can buy it y'all you guys can buy her letterman jacket if you're a big fan of the philadelphia eagles but the crazy part is it costs $400. That's a lot of money. But at the end of the day, I guess it also is Princess Diana. Yeah. But it's not even the real one. So it's just a replica. You're charging me $400? <laughs> and it's a replica? <laughs> oh, no. Not at all. That's not good. Right. Um, but, Rachel, would you buy this jacket? I would. If I had it, if I had it, I real life would buy it first of all lettered men jackets are cute man they're cute and they then are really cute right mix the fact that it's the eagles you got to represent mix the fact that it's 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 princess diana you got to represent i mean that it's that's nice that's nice that's nice would you get it no <laughs> the price the price the jacket like i don't really know princess diana never really i don't think i was even alive when she was like really a big deal I just heard of her, you know, obviously, because she's a part of the royal family. But, like, I wouldn't buy it. $400? You know how many clothes I could get from Fashion Nova with $400? Yeah. Or Amazon? Yeah. Just stuff in general. Target? You're right, you're right. H&M? But I do Ooh, encourage hello. you... <laughs> I do encourage you to watch, like, a Princess Diana documentary, because I didn't care about her either. Like, my family love her to death. I don't know why. But then I watched the documentary, and I'm like, okay, like... She's she was ahead of her time. She was ahead of her time. So definitely watch a documentary um, about her. I definitely do have to watch that. Right? Yeah. Is, is it boring? Cause no. I don't do well with history. Bro, like she that. was ahead of her time. Like she was nothing like the royal family. And a lot of people and a lot of young women can relate to her, even to this day. And I, I you know what I mean? So I I think you would like her. I think you would like her. I might have to listen to her. Right. Um. So. Corey, you say that you're going home this weekend. Are you taking Greyhound, Megabus? Like, what are you taking? You said you're taking a bus, right? I am. I'm taking Greyhound, guys. Pray there we go. Me. Greyhound represent. Pray for me. <laughs> I hear it's a little scary. <laughs> so um, if you guys use Greyhound, if you've been using the 6th and Market Street stop, uh, that's going to change. You're going to have to deal with some change. Starting next Thursday, the bus will drop off and pick up from Spring Garden Street and Christopher Columbus Boulevard instead. Philadelphia officials claim that this change will minimize congestion issues for SEPTA bus routes. So, does this change impact you at all? I think so, because well, not today at least. I'm low-key making the cusp. But, um, <laughs> I will say, my friends have used this bus stop, and they're mm. like, "You're li- it's not even a bus stop. It's literally the side of a road. Mm. And I understand that if you're taking, like, the SEPTA bus or something. But this is our whole luggage. This is our whole life, you know, everything that we're bringing because we're going somewhere. So I feel like it's good to actually have an official stop. And if it'll defeat and, like, abolish all of the congestion in the area, I think that'll be good, too. Because, mind you, we are in a city. Hello. Yeah. We're in a city. So um, I think having less congestion will definitely be beneficial. Uh, but do you think Philly's congested? Yeah. It's ridiculous. I live 20 minutes away from campus, and every time I leave my class, I'm stuck in traffic for another extra 20, 30, 40 minutes. So it takes me an hour to get home around 4 p.m. And again, I live 20 minutes away from campus. It takes me almost 30 minutes to get here. That adds 10 extra minutes to the commute. It sounds like nothing, but it's something. when you're stuck in traffic for 10 minutes, like I get the road rage. And on top of that, you're beefing with people on the street. Then you got the jaywalkers just lollygagging right. in the middle. I can't, 
I can't do it. I can't. I really can't. It, I mean, you haven't driven here yet, but how, like foot traffic wise, how is the congestion for you? It's been. It's not terrible at mm. all. It's not bad at all. But I have driven here. I've oh, driven really? here before. Like I've driven up with my mom. Like during application season, my mom and I were trying to get a vibe of the school. Right. So mm. we came up here for spring break and we stayed for like a few days so I could get a vibe of campus. And I would drive up here. I had. I used to play volleyball, so I would come to Philly for tournaments. Oh. So I've been up here actually quite a few times driving. Obviously, I don't have a car here, sadly. Mom and Dad, if you're listening, please let me bring Lola. <laughs> Lola. Yeah, don't don't hate. I appreciate Lola's my baby. I get to see her today. I'm super excited. <laughs> but um, yeah, I would say it's not. I don't think it's super super congested. At least getting here from like the bridge, I don't think it's super terrible. Like, cause I'm thinking New York too. Like when I think terrible, I'm thinking New York, DC. And those are yeah, both terrible. Yeah. So I feel like Philadelphia's a little bit better, but I think the difference is Philadelphia just has crazy drivers. And I know we talked about this a while yeah, ago. Yeah, yeah, we did. You, yeah. You're actually right. New York, you can't get anywhere. You can't no. get it. I'll be five minutes from home, and it'll take me 45 minutes. So exactly. that's considerably worse. It's terrible. Right. But yeah. Um, but, yeah, we have some club updates for you guys. Guys, if you're part of a club, please reach out. Um, because please. we try to shuffle through all of the information that you guys post. But you guys are posting events for different dates, this and that. Um, so please reach out to us. If you want to talk about your club, please do that. We are a student-run radio station. Hello. We're trying to be here for the students. So the professional sales organization is meeting today at Speakman Room 112 from 12 to 12.50 p.m. Yes, so make sure you definitely go to that if you're interested. Um, I feel like I saw another event that was happening. I saw. I feel like I saw another one. I don't remember what it was. But make sure you guys just go check everyone's Instagrams. Everyone always posts their club announcements on there. So make sure you do that if you want to, um, you know, tune in for that and just go to their activities as well. But it's time for a break, you guys. It's time to get into Let's Talk About It up next. So make sure you stay tuned for that for some entertainment tea. And we'll be back in five. <laughs> Welcome back, party people, to WHIP Radio Wake Up Call. Let's do it. Let's do it. Let's do it. It's time to get into Let's Talk About It, where we talk about the hottest news out there on the streets. Are you ready to get into it, Rach? Yes, I am, of course. Okay, so let's start off with something not as catastrophic just to prepare us for the day. First things first, Broadway actor Leslie Odom Jr. recently opened up about his eating habits during um, his Broadway runs. Sharing some of his meals, he shared with people, quote, I like doing the same thing when I'm in a show. I want to count on something. I don't want anything to mess up the rhythm. So in other words, he says he eats the same thing every day. Rachel, could you eat the same thing every day? Yes. And here's why. Okay, let me hear it. Let me hear it. I have a metaphobia, which is like a phobia of throwing up. And that part, that's so real. It's so real. Like trembling, I'm scared. I'm like I that's so real. I, I will pass out, right? Um, so I'd much rather eat the things that I know are safe. I'd much rather eat the things that I know taste good, the things right. that'll satisfy me, instead of experimenting and then getting screwed over, you know, an hour, two hour, two days later. Right. So especially as a performer, when he has to be at on tip top shape every single night, yeah. Yeah, eat the same thing every day. The things that you know will feed you, the things that you know will help coat your throat for when you're singing. Because Leslie, Hello. you can sing, boy. Wow, he's really good. Um, but, you know, I don't blame him. I don't blame him. I'll, I'll do the same thing every day if it means I'm getting my coin. How about you? 
Okay, it depends on the meal. I definitely could. If, and if we also took out health out of the picture. Because I would eat a hamburger and chicken alfredo, chini alfredo with extra alfredo sauce from <laughs> Olive Garden every day. And a burger, cooked medium with nothing on it, with honey mustard sauce on the side. Okay. I would eat that every day. Okay. But, like, that's a lot of red meat. That's a lot of fat. A lot of calories. Because you all know, like, an Italian, not Italian, fettuccine chicken alfredo from Olive Garden is, like, 1,400 calories. Oh, just... Just oh. the just the just the meal, maybe a thousand two hundred. Bottom line, it's diabetic. It's insane. <laughs> it's terrible. Yeah. But like, I would definitely eat that every day. But like I said, it's a lot of calories. It's not healthy. So I don't know. I definitely would want to do it in a realistic world. You know, like unrealistic world. I meant. Um, I would do it, but I don't. I don't know. I feel like I'd also get tired of it because I don't like doing the same thing either. Yeah. But like, even like down to hairstyles. Like I can't do the same hairstyle for longer than like two three weeks really like i need change i need change that's true and so i don't think i could i mean i feel like i could but at the same time i feel like i couldn't because i would truly just get bored of it like i get bored like even down to my nails like i have to change it up like i can't do the same thing all the time i get bored it's just it's too much but i would love to eat chicken fettuccine alfredo all the time i'm so hungry bro me too i only had oatmeal bro i didn't have a thing i had air um, but dang, what would I eat? It wouldn't be Olive Garden every day, honestly, unless it's that soup, that chicken, gnocchi. Chicken gnocchi? yeah, yeah, mm. unless it's that soup. Um, so what good. could I eat every day? Maybe like some miso soup from a good Japanese spot, maybe some pho from a good Vietnamese spot. I'll drink soup. That's that would be my pre-show meal every single day like a good hearty soup with noodles veggies maybe a little bit of meat but because i'm scared of meat sometimes no meat you know what i mean like just something good Ooh, bombastic side eye <laughs> side eye for soup every day bro every Same soup? day like literally since october started i've only been craving soup like have it's soup been, season have you tried panera's um broccoli cheddar I hate broccoli cheddar. That's a side eye. I like drinking their um, French onion. No. Oh, iconic. Have you been to Potbelly yet? They're- I love Potbelly. Bro, Potbelly, now sponsored. Potbelly's chicken um, pot pie soup with extra crust on top. Tell them Rachel from WHIP sent you because I'm now friends with like the manager there because I keep asking her for the same thing every day. Like Leslie Odom Jr., I get you. It makes sense. It makes sense. It really does. Interesting. (laughs) Interesting. I don't know. I mean, I definitely understand for his situation, like doing that considering considering that he is like an actor. He needs to be healthy. He probably is eating the same thing so he can get the nutrients, the energy, everything. But I don't know. I mean, Leslie Jr. Odom, Leslie Odom Jr., do your thing. <laughs> right. We appreciate you. Keep All doing right. what you're doing. Okay. Up next, Jared Letter. I don't know if I said it. Leader? Letter. L- uh, Leto. Jared Leto. Jared Leto um, is in the news after deciding to climb the Empire State Building to announce the launch of the 30 Seconds to Mars World Tour. He said, quote, the building is a testament of all things that can be done in the world if we put our minds to it, which is largely the inspiration behind our most recent album. So, Rachel, first of all, would you climb the Empire State Building? No, bro. That is so nutty. I don't care how much safety gear you give me. I don't care if there's a trampoline at the bottom. I don't care if it's a simulation, bro. I'm not doing it. 
Yeah. That's really insane. Because guess what? If something wrong happens, it doesn't just happen to you, but it happens to millions of people that saw you online, that saw you in person. That's that's playing that's playing God right there. Would you do it? Oh, no. Do you like roller coasters? I love roller coasters. So where do you draw the line on what's scary and what's not? That's like my whole life right there. <laughs> like I'm not sitting in anything. I'm literally relying on a wire yeah. to keep me up there. Empire yeah. State Building? You know, that's insane. That's I will never crazy. be doing that. But for roller coasters, I love roller coasters. I don't know. Have you heard of King's Dominion? No. No. Oh, Non-DMVers. <laughs> well, for my DMV people, you guys know King's Dominion. For my non-DMV people, King's Dominion is basically like this big amusement park. And essentially, um, they have this ride called the Intimidator. I'm actually going to show it to you, Rachel, because I feel like you need to see it. I wrote it only because I wanted to feel good about myself and say I literally did it. Intimidator. Is it like the hit thing to do in the DMV? Is it like the King of Ka? What is that? That's at Six Flags. That's in Jersey. The King of Ka, they were advertising the life out of it when it first came out. And it goes straight up and straight down. And it's terrifying, like over 90 degrees. That's basically Intimidator. Yeah, You go up that way. And down that way yeah, for people on the live. I'm not doing that. You go up and down, but like it's really crazy. It's insane. But I would do roller coasters. I'm definitely a roller coaster person. But like you will never catch me doing what he just did and climbing the Empire State Building. That's quite literally the most insane thing I've ever heard. Right. But on, honestly, it served its purpose, right? Because now we're talking about 30 Seconds to Mars again. And Hello. people don't talk about them. People don't talk about them. They are an iconic band. They have made waves in the rock genre entirely. Um, but people don't talk about them anymore. They're very much early thousands rock, very much Mr. Brightside type of um, world of music that people only refer to when they were referring to nostalgic music. So, I mean, he did his thing when it comes to promoting it, and he made it up the building safely and soundly. Um, so they're going to be, uh, I guess, going on tour next year, um, all the way from April to September. So 30 Seconds to Mars, maybe I'll tune into this new album. Uh, maybe we'll play a song. Who knows? Who knows? But. I don't even know them. I don't even know who they are. What songs from them would I know? Oh my gosh! Um, I know them from Guitar Hero. Guitar Hero. <laughs> What's that? Oh, Guitar Hero. Oh man, Guitar Hero was a crazy, crazy uh, game where you had a guitar and you—it's a rhythm game. They still have it in arcades and stuff like that. Um, dang. Should we play yeah. Thirty Seconds to Mars next? I think we should. They're really edgy, though. They're really edgy, but it'll wake you guys up if you play the kill. Um, by them, that's the only song I really like, and that's the only song I know, and that's their most popular song. So <laughs> try that one. Try that one. No, we should definitely play them during yeah. the break. Yeah, I I'm okay. down for that. But let's go to the next thing. Have you? Did you guys ever watch The Simpsons? Where are you going with this? Did you ever watch The Simpsons? <laughs> yeah. Okay, so apparently, I don't know if you guys, how much you guys watched The Simpsons, but apparently there was a scene where Homer was strangling his son Bart. Yes. Yeah, I've seen. Yeah, okay. that's it. <laughs> Apparently, the Simpsons have decided to stop portraying Homer from him doing that. Apparently, they've stopped doing that completely, um, and pre to prevent child abuse, like stigma and everything going around. So, apparently, the Child Abuse of America CEO, Dr. Melissa Merrick, commends the Simpsons for doing this because she praises the show because she thinks that they're acknowledging the fact that this is just a bad thing to be doing on air. Um, and she just wants them and believes that by doing this, they're going to be able to change the narrative around abuse in hopes that the entertainment industry will figure out and follow suits in regards to creating awareness about such a serious issue of abuse. Did you hear about that? 
No, I didn't. Not not once. Um, but bottom line, she feels like it's a positive move and a positive step in the right direction because I guess she thinks that this scene is the worst thing ever. So, Rachel, do you think this scene is the worst thing ever? I didn't. I've come become so desensitized to it because that was like their thing for right. Homer to like kind of choke him out. Um, but, you know, you know, every little thing that we do and say matters. Right. And if you're going to portray that online, it definitely is going to make waves no matter how big or small you think it is. Um, sure. I definitely know there are people out there that are outraged by this decision. Oh, we're too sensitive these days. Oh, we need help. Ah, it's not that serious. And at first I thought that, too. But everything matters. And everything has an impact. So, yeah, stop choking your son. I mean, <laughs> let's stop pretending that that's um, comedy, I guess. How do you feel, Corey? I mean, okay, I never watched the actual scene. I saw the picture. Mm. And I feel like sometimes people just take things completely out of proportion. I feel like it was supposed to be a joke. Because isn't The Simpsons supposed to be just funny? It is. He would, like, he would, you know, choke him out. They're both super goofy, you know what I mean? Two different worlds. So it's not something to take seriously, but, you know. And, I mean, I understand where she's coming from. But I feel like people take the funniest, dumbest things and make it, like, the biggest deal ever. Yeah. Like, if this was a joke... Like, I understand at the same time we are in an era where just crazy things are happening. People are acknowledging so many different things that are occurring. But at the same time, if this was a joke, it's a joke. Like, I understand it's probably not funny if you look at it in real life. But this is The Simpsons we're talking about. The Simpsons are always just, like, doing stupid stuff. Right. So I don't think this is a big deal, personally. I understand definitely where she's coming from, but... They're also yellow, you know what I mean? Like, they're not like, even, hello, they're yeah. They're not real people. You're this is right. like Phineas and point. Ferb. Right, Like, right. they're not real people. I don't think it's that big of a deal. Right. Um, do you think it's taken out of proportion? <sighs> you know, it, it really depends on how you look at it because I, I really do get both sides. Um, but, you know, portraying um, what essentially is abuse in a comedic fashion can then translate into someone that takes it a little too seriously right. that ends up choking out their son or friend because they think that it's a normal thing to do. Like some, you know, in, in a right person's mind, this is just a joke, but not everyone is in the right mind. Very so true. it does it does make sense. Um, this also brings about the conversation about censorship. Hello. So how do you feel about censorship? What do you think should be censored? Like, what's the limit? Because obviously you draw kind of draw a line here, right? Like, right. if the world went your way, you wouldn't necessarily censor that. So what would you censor? Mm. I don't know. I feel like nudity. I don't need to see that. Like, yeah. we don't need to see that. But I think it's good to talk about everything because, like, that's the real world at the end of the day. And, like, you have to learn through something, whether it's through the news, which I don't personally like to watch because it's depressing. Learn it through a show. Like, learn that it at least exists. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not that it's normal or anything, but just that it, it happens. Because I remember growing up, I didn't know a lot of things. A lot of things. I went to high school and I realized, wow, I really didn't know a lot of things. So, like, just being exposed to that, whether it's through shows or whatever, just, like I said, to know these things are happening, I think is important. But I think at the same time, like you said, Rachel, that... This situation, um, some people might see and actually start strangling people. But I feel like that's not the show's problem at the end of the day. That's a personal choice. Yes, they did it in the show, so you know that it exists. But at the same time, it's like, I don't know. I feel like it's a personal decision at the end of the day. It's not like the Simpsons are encouraging you to go strangle somebody yeah. type thing. And I don't yeah, think yeah. any show, when you see those scenes, they're encouraging you to do it. Like, think Euphoria, for example, right? Euphoria, they had a lot of, like, drug scenes and everything. I don't think it was to encourage people to go do drugs. No. I think it was to encourage people, or not even encourage people, but just to make people aware. 
that's that's true and it's actually it was actually supposed to be like a psa but then there was this whole backlash about how they were romanticizing drugs Mm -hmm. and kind of like making it look fun they're going to these parties and they can't help but to do it and da 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 so there's definitely like it's two different perspectives and it's entirely based on how you perceive the world i guess and i think that's what it all comes down to is perception like how are you viewing this like how you may view homer and them strangling somebody may be completely different than somebody else but same thing with romantic scenes the way that you may view a romantic scene versus how i view it is going to be completely different yeah so you just honestly you can't be great my family and i always say it you can't be great like you can't be great no matter what people are going to always find the bad in it you could be hugging somebody and someone's like oh my gosh they're doing too much much." Yeah, yeah, yeah it's a hug yeah a church girl hug, even. And yeah. it's the craziest thing ever. What's a, so you what's a church girl hug? You know the side hug? I don't want to touch you. <laughs> I, I had like a that. phase. I had a phase where I literally wouldn't hug anybody. My mom was literally on the live. She knows. I literally wouldn't hug anybody. I wouldn't hug her. wouldn't hug my aunts. wouldn't hug my dad. wouldn't hug nobody. It was always the side hug. You know, like the tap on really? the shoulder. Like, hey. Like, you exist hug. Yeah, yeah, Church girl not, hug. Not the, you know. <laughs> okay, I'll remember that. Yeah, if you don't want to touch anybody, give them a church girl hug. All right, guys. Church girl hug. Remember that. Right, right, um, right. But, yeah, guys, up next, we're going to talk about um, people, celebrities, money. We're going to talk about all the hot topics. Yes, yes, yes. Um, but before that, let's listen to some tunes, guys. Let's yes. listen to some tunes. All right, guys, welcome to WHIP Wake Up Call. I hope you are up bright and early with us, tuning in, having a good time, getting ready, eating breakfast, hanging out, um, doing whatever uh, you do in the morning. So today we are going to talk about two juicy things that I've kind of been itching to talk about, right? I know you guys have seen it all over the Internet. We can't go anywhere without seeing it. Um, Kiki Palmer filed a restraining order against Darius Jackson, the father of her child. She claims that Darius abused her many times over the course of their two-year relationship with instances of physical violence, destruction of property, uh, throwing her keys to prevent her from driving, etc., grabbing her phone. Uh, This follows the whole incident of her wearing a revealing outfit and her Putting her on him, putting her on blast for that. So her mom got on live, started talking about it, and we never see Kiki Palmer's mom. Um, the whole internet's blowing up. Every news outlet's talking about it. So Corey, mm-hmm. what are your thoughts? I think it's crazy. It's so insane, super insane. Um, the fact that I didn't know this was all happening. I felt like it's all started. Okay, if y'all don't remember, it all started after she performed on stage with Usher, and she was wearing that revealing outfit. He said some things publicly about it, which is part of what stirred up the pot. Then they got back together, and then now here we are. We're hearing so much more. So I'm a little bit confused because if he was abusing her and everything, why would she get back together with him? When it comes to abuse, I don't think any one of us can even say what we would do in that situation or what we could do or anything like that because it's that kind of cycle keeps you really trapped. Right. It really does keep you trapped. And then mix that with the fact that sometimes we try to see the good in the people that hurt us and we try to accept the fact that they hurt us and that sometimes they say they don't mean it. Um, that it, it creates a very sticky situation for a lot of couples, a lot of family members, a lot of friends that end up resulting in them staying in these cycles of abuse, right. even if it's something as blatant as him hitting her. And it's like, oh, you should have left already. Like, why? Why are you still right. here? Like, you know, but we we can only say so much till we're in it. You know what I mean? 
Um, I found myself in some pretty sticky situations. And if I knew that I would be in those situations 10 years ago, I would have been like, what? No way. But then you find yourself in it and it, it almost, you don't even see it coming until it's there. Right. Um, but you know, this is messy um, because Darius Jackson's brother actually got on Kiki Palmer's mom's um, Instagram and stated that Kiki herself has been abusive and that she's lying and manipulative and she's not telling the truth and soon her truth will come to light. Um, so what do you think that might be? Do you think? I don't know. I mean, I have no idea what she could have done or said. Um, right now, it definitely looks like Darius is the bad guy. Right. 100%. Um, so I'm curious to know what they're going to say about Kiki, too. Like, I actually have no idea. I'm look, I'm curious to see what they're going to say. So, guys, we probably will talk about Kiki and them a little bit later yeah. on as well. Yeah. But I don't know. It's I don't know scary. what she could have done. Abuse, too. And I don't know if you guys saw the pictures and videos, first of all, where it looked like he was essentially attacking her. She's on the ground. He's standing above her. It was a lot going on. Very, very messy. Very weird. I don't even know. I don't even know what to think of the whole situation because right. so far we've only seen screen caps of the videos, right? Um, we don't know what happened before. We don't know what happened during, and we don't know what happened after. We don't know, you know, who's who, what's what, what's going on. Um, but like you said, Darius really does look like the bad guy right now. And his brother popping up on everyone's feed talking about how Kiki's wrong and she's evil and she's manipulative. It's making them only look worse. It is. It's just... I don't think this kind of information should be all up in our faces like this. But um, Kiki, especially, you know, if you're a victim, even if you did things yourself, um, whatever, whatever, I really do wish you the best. Um, you know, we're praying for you. We're looking out for you. And Darius, if you find that you've also been a victim yourself um, and, you know, that comes to light, you know, I mean, we apologize. But also, um, you know, we wish you the best as well. But at the same time, Get it together. Man. Right. Like, keep your hands off women. Um, keep your hands off your partner. Uh, just stop. Cut it out. But also, on top of that, too, it's like, I don't know. Like, it just seems so public and everything. I don't know why. I feel like, I feel bad for celebrities. We've talked about this. Like, it's just so public, everything in their relationship. And the fact that the mom has said something, too, means I feel like there's something that we don't know. Because, like you said, Kiki's mom is never speaking. She stayed silent. The one time I saw her talk was in an interview or in a podcast episode with Kiki, Darius, and the mom. That was all I saw. So the fact that the mom's saying something, it's like, yeah, Oof. That's how you know. That's how you know it's crazy. It sucks, too. Kiki has been in the limelight for pretty much my whole life and right. your whole life, too. And she has never been involved in this kind of drama. You know yeah. what I mean? Um, she expressed abuse from Trey Songs, where he kind of abused his power and, and you know, you know, sexually abused her and stuff like that. And, you know, we didn't believe her until years down the road, a bunch of other people came out with that same story. And now it's, oh, Trey Songs is a predator. You know what I mean? So why would she lie? She, she's got not much to gain from this. Um, if she is lying um, or if she's as manipulative as they say, but there's always two sides to a story. Um, and then there's the truth, which is a combination of the two sides. So we will see how that goes as time goes on. Um, on to the next topic. We're going to be talking about uh, celebrities and people with money uh, pretending to be poor. Uh, just to start, how do you feel about that, Corey? Have you seen stuff like that? Um, I have. And I honestly feel like we've all seen it. I definitely, okay, this could be like a crazy statement, but I feel like 
you know how sometimes a lot of the time, at least where I'm from, you'll see a lot of people that are asking for money, or like on YouTube specifically, actually, that are asking for money on the streets and everything, trying to pretend they're poor. But then you see they actually are going back home to a Mercedes-Benz, a mega mansion home. So I think it's definitely foul, considering that there's actually people out there who are struggling. And it's kind of like you're mimicking them in a way. Mm-hmm. Um, because then at the same time, if they were to do it, if it was to be the other way around, rich people would be like, that's not how we act. They'd be all right. defensive about it, too. Right. Um, yet they're doing it as well. So I definitely don't think it's something that should be happening at all. Um, I think it's disrespectful. It's... It's just so, it's bad. Don't yeah, do it. It's, it's bad all around. I agree with you. Um, so lately, Charlie D'Amelio has been on the news and getting a lot of backlash um, for one of her recent videos where she dresses up as a Walmart employee and pretends to work there in an attempt to promote her new product that she has stocked there. Uh, this resulted in a backlash from many working class people, many being Walmart employees. Now, Walmart has also received backlash because their employees aren't treated the best. Um, they do have a lot of benefits if you do happen to work there, especially as a college student at Temple, uh, Temple University. They have tuition reimbursement programs if you end up working at Walmart. But um, not sponsored. Uh, Charlie D'Amelio got a lot of backlash because she dressed up as an employee. She went behind the register. She took pictures. And then she up and left. And the joke and the gag is, oh, this super rich, famous person is working at Walmart. When that's the joke. It's not really that funny. Um, it's not really that cute either. So I understand why a lot of people um, got, you know, frustrated and felt offended by that. Um, we've also got celebrities like Shane Dawson pretending to be poor when he's around richer people for the sake of relatability. He'll be near, uh, you know, a, a richer person and he'll be like, oh, I'm poor. That's why my shirt is ripped. It's like, no, your shirt isn't ripped because you're poor. It's ripped because you don't care for yourself. That's you're you're, you're trying to put on a face. Um, for your poor audience for sure. in an attempt to relate to them. Um, we also have, you know, big brands like Balenciaga that creates dirty looking clothing items for the sake of fashion. Um, we've got, oh, I don't know if you've ever heard of this before, but there's this story about how Marie Antoinette, this is something that's been happening for Years at this point, centuries at this point, where rich people pretend to be poor. Marie Antoinette actually had a village built for her, um, you know, in the backyard of her home that kind of emulated the village of the peasants. And apparently she would dress up like a peasant and milk cows and whatnot and try to live that life of the peasants. So, I mean... It's 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 weird. It's it's very weird. It's very, you know, cosplaying poor people for your own benefit. Um, so what are your thoughts about the relationship between rich people and poor people? Do you think that can ever be solved in any kind of way? Just kind of the way we perceive each other? I don't think they'll ever be solved. Bottom line, I don't think it'll ever be solved. I feel like there's too big of a gap mindset wise, if that makes sense. I feel like I like know people on both sides. And what they think about the other people, how they treat the other people, completely different. Like, it's terrible. Like, for an example, I'll even say, like, I would say I'm fortunate. I'm blessed, honored, whatever, whatever. And people have treated me differently because of that. It's almost as if people, like, put their insecurities on you type thing. And so I wouldn't say, like, I don't, that's why I don't feel like they'll ever understand. I don't, I think there's also a difference between accepting other people versus treating them differently. And... I think people that are fortunate that are maybe doing better 
like they have to receive hate from people that maybe aren't in a way, you know, such as, oh, you don't care about other people. You're using all your money for yourself. You're selfish, this, that, and the other. When at the end of the day, we don't always know what those people are doing. We don't know where they're spending their money. Just because they're not being public about it doesn't mean that they're not doing anything about it. You know what I'm saying? Mm. And then with um, less fortunate, I feel like they will have that mindset on them. And then as a result, I think the more fortunate will look, will view them as like you're always just attacking type right. thing, you know? Which is why I don't feel like we'll ever have an understanding between the two. But as in regards to like the Charlie D'Amelio and everything situation, I feel like there's a difference between all of their situations. Charlie D'Amelio was doing it because her item is in the store. I personally don't see anything wrong with that. It's a way of advertising it. And clearly people are now hearing about her brand. Yeah, Good or bad attention, it's still attention. Yeah, it worked. So who knows if people are actually buying her stuff, but people now know about it. I think people took that out of proportion. In regards to Anna, Anna, Ant- Marie Antoinette, um, I can see how it can be viewed as bad, but I also can see how people are just trying to get an understanding of what it would be like living in the opposite lifestyle compared to theirs. Like I... Like, living in, um, I'm trying to think, as in, in Marie Antoinette, maybe seeing what it was like to live the life of a peasant, she's just curious. Like, I definitely see how it can look terrible. It's probably bad. It's viewed as bad. But just like if a poor person was to say, I want to see what it's like to be rich for a day. Right, right. It's the same thing. But because I feel like poorness, homelessness has such a bad, like, connotation to it, if a rich person is trying to imitate them, it's viewed as super bad. But think about it. There's a lot of people that are less fortunate that are walking around with... Mercedes Benz walking around in like some red bottoms and everything. Couldn't that be viewed as you're trying to imitate a rich person? Right. But they're not getting hate for that. But if a rich person was trying to do the same thing and dress wearing ripped up clothes, they're going to get so much hate. Right. So I feel like there's a big bar in between there. I don't think they're ever going to reach a consensus or anything personally. Yeah, I I agree. Uh, Again, I can see both sides, you know, and the people that say it's kind of ridiculous um, when rich people try to be relatable, I, I do get what they're saying, right? Especially in someone like Shane Dawson's case, where we know you have a net worth of over right. twelve million. Okay, like we're aware that you've been one of the top YouTubers for the past ten, fifteen years. You know, pretty much twenty years at this point. Um, but for you to say that you're poor, and for you to say that um, you don't have it, and that you're dirty, and you're this, and you're that. You're trying to relate to us on fronts that, uh, you know, we don't even proudly wear on our shoulders. You know what I mean? Poor people don't take pride in having ripped shirts. Poor people don't take pride in in being dirty. You know, so Balenciaga and Shane Dawson to kind of profit off of that, that poor couture kind of thing. It's weird. It is. It's weird. Um, but you know, for the Charlie thing, the backlash was definitely much bigger than it should have been. I agree. Um, it, it was much bigger than it should have been, especially because the, the video made me smile. I don't know if you saw the video. I didn't maybe... watch it. I saw her. She was in the cart, right? She, yeah, she did a couple of videos. You know, um, you know that sound on TikTok where it's like, oh, you know, like have a good day at work, and then the person's like, you too, and it's like, me too, and they go to work. You know that kind of thing. Yeah. Um, so it was that. It, it, it made me smile, but. At the end of the day, it's not, you know, these people's lives aren't a costume. It's not a costume. So it can be perceived as tone deaf and it can impact a lot of people. Um, so do you think it's ethical to act poor? Is it ethical? I mean, I don't think it's unethical. I mean, no. Yeah, I don't think it's. 
confused. The gears are turning. <laughs> yeah. I don't think the question was, do I think it's ethical? Yeah. I don't think it's I do think it's okay. I think it's ethical. <laughs> oh, oh my gosh. It's I'm confusing myself. I do think it's ethical. Okay. Because okay. I think it could be viewed as insensitive, mm. but I don't think it's not malicious. Ethical. Right. right, right, right. It's terrible. Yeah. And all, but I also okay, but hear this. I think it also depends on the reason why. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you're doing it completely to say, oh, dang, this sucks, and, like, just talking down on it, I think that's, I don't think that's right. Yeah. But if you're doing it because you're genuinely curious, what would it be like? Or you are looking up to it, I don't think it's bad. You okay. Know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I also feel like if we're saying this, we also need to ask it the other way. Is it ethical for less fortunate to imitate the fortunate? Right, right. Because it's the same thing. It's just like I said. One has a worse stigma to it. Right, exactly. Exactly. It really, It's really all about perspective, guys. All about Hello. perspective. And try your best uh, to see both sides. This goes for Kiki. This goes for Charlie D'Amelio. This goes for Shane Dawson. All right. So, guys, we're going to take a little bit of a break, okay? After the break, we're going to talk about more tea. We're going to ask some questions. We're going to chat a little bit, all right? Yes. Enjoy the music. everybody and welcome back to WHIP Radio Wake Up Call. I am your host Corey Parker here with Rachel Abelard. And it's time to talk about growing up. Today is Friday y'all and so we thought we would take it back a little bit talk about our upbringing and everything like that. I was just having a recent conversation with my dad and just just talking about and hearing about how he grew up compared to how I'm growing up compared to how my everybody and welcome back to WHIP Radio Wake Up Call. I am your host Corey Parker here with Rachel Abelard. And it's time to talk about growing up. Today is Friday y'all and so we thought we would take it back a little bit talk about our upbringing and everything like that. I was just having a recent conversation with my dad and just just talking about and hearing about how he grew up compared to how I'm growing up compared to how my mom grew up compared to how their parents grew up. It's just all so different. Um, being in college now, especially not having my parents here with me, it's definitely been an adjustment and it makes me think about like, what are things that our parents told us, you know, growing up that we are using today? What are things that our parents, you know, instilled in us? What are lessons they shared with us, stories that they shared with us that have influenced us today? I don't know about you, Rachel, but like one thing I can definitely think about is just, how like peaceful it seemed like their lives were. Obviously, my parents, they're not old, but they're not young. <laughs> they're not, you know, wrinkly. They're not, yeah, they're like at a great age. They're yeah, a great age. Like yeah. they've lived a good amount of life. And they always told me about like some crazy stories that they experienced. Like my mom, she would tell me things about things she saw growing up, which were absolutely insane. Things that I don't think I would ever get close to seeing. Maybe being in North Philly, I might see it. But like, <laughs> In general, I would never see it, you yeah, know? Yeah. Um, down to just, like, hearing about all the cars that they had. Just how happy they seemed to be. Because think about it. Back in the day, they didn't have technology. So they didn't have to worry about all the stresses that technology brings us. Constantly feeling like they need to be on their phones, look at Instagram, see what's going on. But instead, they actually had to, like, use the house phone, the landline. Yeah. They would have to, like call the phone, hear the phone, you know, you have to have to be in one room and actually talk to the person versus just FaceTiming them, bringing you through my life with me type thing. And it just seems like honestly so cool. And it's so funny because my parents actually have one of those telephones from back in the day at the house. And the not that, not the one with the wheel, but it's like this big bag 
and it has this huge phone in it. It's absolutely insanely huge. Um, it's like one of those phones you have to pick up and talk to the people on, uh. but it was humongous. I don't remember what it's called. Mom and Dad, if you're listening, please let me know what the name of that phone is called. Um, but it's actually such a cool thing, even down to the games that they used to have. Um, there's this game that we have at the house called... I don't know what it's called, but it's like this little platform thing, and it's a 2v2 thing, so it's or 1v1 thing. So you have one person that you're controlling, I'm controlling the other person. It's like a boxing match. You have to uh, knock yeah, the head up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's just so cool. Like, things like that, we don't have those these days, yeah, like, yeah. at all. So, I mean, that's something I wish I was able to experience. Just, like, fun and little things. Like, that game, kids these days could probably build so easily. Right. But like, With like 3D printing and hello, stuff like, like that. Hello, like 3D printing, <laughs> Legos, whatever, whatever. Right. But it's just super cool to like look back at that and say, wow, they had that. We don't. Yeah. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I agree. Um, the stories that I heard from my parents are kind of insane. Like my dad, he's very much a church boy. He's very much quiet and, and he keeps himself together. Um, but my mom was the complete opposite, absolutely unhinged, unserious every single time. Um, one of my favorite stories from her was kind of how she lived in Florida and she knew that this one kid was bullying her friend. Right. Right. So she pulled up to their house oh. and threw stones through their window and like literally drove away. And this was at a time where, you know, there are no cameras. There's no, there's like almost no accountability. So if you don't know who did it, then you don't know who did it, period, point blank. Like, Hello. that was it. So she got away with a lot back in the day. Like, I can say some things that would probably, um, you know, make her a wanted criminal at this point because of all the things that she's she's done. But those are my favorite stories because I found that when I ended up becoming those ages, like 18, 19, I was doing a lot of the same unhinged stuff. stuff right. So you say things are different, right? But at the same time, things don't change. Like, don't. <laughs> things don't change. I'm sure there are things that you're doing today that your parents probably did. You know what I mean? Just in a completely different era, you know? So what are some lessons that your parents shared with you? Like, and how have you applied them to your life? The one lesson my parents told me, or my mom specifically, I know mom is listening to this because she literally told me the phone that we were talking about was the Rotary phone. I didn't even know that was what it was called. <laughs> the rotary phone. Rotary phone. <laughs> I just said that on live air. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> the advice she told me is once someone shows you who they really are, believe it the first time. And that's a quote you can take with you anytime, anywhere, all the time. Use it 24-7. And I feel like this has been super helpful because, like, being in a world, a lot of people, a lot of fake people, a lot of just terrible people, great people, a mixture of all types of people. Like, knowing someone's true colors is super important. And I feel like that, you know that saying that, you know, hurt me once, shame on you. Hurt me two times, shame on me. Yeah. That, I feel like, can connect back to that quote. Like, you see someone's true colors, you can't expect them to do better next time. You can't be surprised they do the same behavior again because it's like, you know that they do this. Like, yeah. you know that they do this. So why are we surprised? And... A quote is also actually from Maya Angelou. So my mom told it to me, but it's from Maya Angelou. But I feel like that quote can be applied and help you in so many situations. Times when you feel like you see someone's true colors, like, remember that. And obviously, forgive them, but, like, don't forget it. You know, right. the forgive, but don't forget. Always remember that. Like, right. don't forget what someone did. Don't forget what somebody said. Don't forget how someone acted. Because at the end of the day, that is who they are. 
You know, if someone switches up all of a sudden, that's their true colors. You know, so like remember that. Don't be shocked when you see it. Right. So I definitely would say that's a piece of advice that my parents instilled in me that I apply all the time. Um, also, just be confident and be okay with who you are. Yeah. Like, don't change for nobody. Absolutely nobody. Don't change for your friend. Don't change for your family. Only change because you want to change. And make sure that change is because you wanted it yourself, not because someone else felt like you should be something else that you're not. Right, right. I agree. That's something that my dad love, love, loves to say. Um, he's always like, don't follow these kids. They right. don't care about you. They don't care about you. And when I was younger, I took offense because it's like, what do you mean my best friends don't care about me? Right. They're my best friends. Like, they'll, they'll you know, they would hurt for me. They would fight for me. Um, but as I got older and I lost some of those people for various, various reasons, I really had to sit there and be like, wow, they really don't care. They don't. And, you know, my dad said that with the most love in his heart. You know what I mean? It's not that they hate you. It's that they don't care, Corey. Like, you can complain about, you know, your life, your hardships, and this and that, and why you were late, and why you were this, why you were that. They hear you. They'll pretend that they care. But at the end of the day, they don't. They don't. And that's okay. You know what I mean? Um, that's okay. Just move out. As if you're aware of that. Right. Um, and I've been trying to apply that to my life because I, you know, I swear people care. Yeah. I swear. It's like, well, they should. Right. Like, that's the nice thing to do. But no one's obliged to be nice to you. No one's. No one. You know. And I feel like it's definitely hard to remember that, like, for sure, that no one cares about you. But, like, also recognizing that at the end of the day, it's you against the world. No one's yeah. going to have your back like you. And for me, I would say my parents, like, they have my back as well. Right, like, right, your right. family. Like, there's some people that have your back and actually let me not even say family because for some people like sometimes your friends are better than your family yep right um so like you know who your circle is you know who are your people who genuinely cares about you who's genuinely there for you who actually cares about you and your well-being but not everyone else will care yeah and that's something that i think is a hard pill to swallow because then you'll feel like sometimes you may even contribute that to feeling like dang no one's there for me i'm alone i have no people in my corner at the end of the day there's you there's those people that are in your circle. And it's okay for everyone to not care about you. That That's another thing my yeah. parents told me. My dad always told me, there's different levels. There's your acquaintances. There's your friends. There's your best friends. There's your fr best friends that you can tell this to and that to. There's yep. your best friend that you can tell everything to. There's a difference. Right. Not everybody deserves everything about you. So, like, it's just crazy. Like, everyone won't care about you. But, like, taking into consideration, if you don't know my phone number, you clearly don't know me enough. Like, hello, you don't know me enough. Yeah. So they, if they don't care about you, that's fine. Because you really, if you don't care about me, you don't know me to even yeah. care about me. Right. So it's okay. Yeah. It's yeah. okay. Yeah. And then mix that with, you know, the whole self-confidence thing. Right. If you move around like you know, you know you're all that plus tax, no one can tell you anything. Hello. No one can tell you Say anything. Say that again. Um, you are all that plus tax. And a bag of chips. And a bag of chips. You know what I mean? Like, and, and move as such. I don't care what's going on in your life. Just move that way. Because you got to be your biggest fan when family falls through or when friends you fall do. through. You have to be your biggest fan. Because if not you, then who? Who? Seriously. Um, your parents had to be there for themselves before they had to be there for you. Right. Your friends had to be there for themselves before they had to be there for you. So you got to be there for you before you can be there for other people. Um, so what are some things that you wished you could have experienced from, you know, back in the day, the things that your parents experienced? Hmm. Huh. Ooh. 
trying to think. That's a hard question. Like, we can go through... So, I know you mentioned some of the technology, right? Right. Um, they had the beepers, the, the pagers, right? Where people couldn't text you, but they'll page you. And you'd get, like, an alert. Have you ever seen that? Like, the pictures? Like a walkie-talkie? Um, not a walkie-talkie. Walkie-talkies came out when I was a kid. I remember when it came. Like, not not commercially available walkie-talkies. I remember when that came out. But um, they had pagers back in the day where... Me personally, I think I would like a pager, right? Like people, you know, someone will call you and you'd have to find the nearest phone to call them back because people didn't have mobile phones. That would be so insane. You're just paging me. Yeah. You're not calling me. You're saying, yo, I need to talk to you. Yeah, that's pretty much like that. That's pretty much what it was. Um, we can also go into kind of like the features of old cars. I'm, I'm thinking technology right now. I'm stuck right. in technology. But there are a lot of things, right? Like maybe the lack of television or um, how concert tickets, you had to buy them in person. There was no really? ticket master. Yeah, there was no ticket master that was bumping up prices. Did they have ticket concerts? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> oh, how about the fact that you had to, like, to watch your show, you couldn't record it. You actually had to be there and watch it. Well, like a, like a live show, right? Yeah, yeah, or just yeah. shows in general. Like you know how these days we have Netflix, we can go back and watch it. Yes, they didn't have that. Yep. So if you wanted to watch Sesame Street, you had to go watch it when it came on. That exactly. would be mad. Right? I don't think I could do that. <laughs> Actually, that's a lie. If I lived back then, I could do it. But like living today's world, and then thinking about that, I couldn't do it. Right, right. Or like VHS tapes. What is that? If you the the big black rectangular tapes. It's before DVDs came out. The small things? The Not even the small ones. I'm talking about the big ones. Actually, mm, the small I'm ones. Young. So for the small ones, if you play them all the way to the end, you'd have to manually rewind them. <gasps> right? The wow. ghetto. How like, efficient. Ghetto, I know. Like <laughs> Y'all were really y'all were really living. Like li- Stone Age type. <laughs> That's crazy. Um, you know, there are a lot of things back in the day. And a lot of people love to say, oh, I was born in the wrong era. I was born in the wrong year, but were you? I mean, I see people mostly saying that on Instagram. Like, you're hanging out on Instagram, enjoying the fruits of, you know, the Instagram. 21st century's right. labor, right? But you're talking about you were born in the wrong era. If you could be born in any era, what 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 years would you choose? Um, um... What era? <laughs> okay, I would choose... Okay, I'm going to give you specifics. Mm. I would choose to be in, like, my parents' era, okay. but, like, the Kardashians. Whoa! Okay, so you're talking, like, 80s, 90s, but rich? Yeah. Okay. Because some of the, like... Because I know that I feel like where they live, where the Kardashians would live, it would be more peaceful, in a way, because, like, you're not seeing shootings happen right outside your door type thing you know Mm. like to prevent my eyes from being scarred Mm. but then i would choose the 80s because they had no technology like i don't feel like people recognize how much technology social media and everything affects us Mm. our eyes our mental health our ability to just be present and enjoy people in real life real life interactions right so i would choose 80s 90s plus their style seems pretty cool yeah they seem to have good music vibes were cool but like i said i would choose kardashian or just like in a safer, peaceful area. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because, like upper class kind of. Yeah, yeah, because I don't think I could deal with, like some of the things my parents tell me they saw right outside their door, like I could not deal with that. Like genuinely, yeah. I don't think I could do that. Yeah. You know, yeah. it just seems like it would be very stress inducing. Yeah. So like middle, upper class in the 80s. Yeah, I, I think I agree. It's like late, it's early enough that technology wasn't that booming yet. Right. But late enough that 
me as a black person, I'm not necessarily a target. Like, right. yeah, it was still an issue. Um, but right, <laughs> I, I, that's my first thought. You know what I mean? Because some people say they wanted they want to go back to the 50s. I would love to see the 50s with my own two eyes, though. The 50s? The what 50s. The 50s? It's just the aesthetic seemed very cool. Um, the food that they ate seemed absolutely ridiculous. Like, if I could be a fly on the wall in the 50s, yeah, I'd be too. a fly on the wall. Um, would I be the person... Like, would I be the person I am today? Probably not. Um, But, yeah, I agree with you. 80s for sure. 80s, 90s. Where it's modern enough, but, you know, not that modern. Um, And the excitement of technology on the horizon is really cool. All that stuff. I don't know. And their clothing. It seems as if, like, even back in the day, like, their casual outfits were sweatsuits. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, it wasn't... These days, if you saw the live, I look bummy. Like, I'm wearing leggings and a hoodie. My everyday outfit. Like, I wear this literally every single day. Back in the day, they didn't look bummy. Yeah. Like, they genuinely didn't look bummy. Even, like, the bummy fits didn't look bummy. They look good, yeah. Which connects back, actually, to another thing my mom always told me, which is never leave the house looking crazy. Your hair needs to be done. Your nails, like, they don't need to be painted. But just, like, no Manicured. dirt. Yeah, like, yeah. no dirt, no fungus, no nothing fungus. crazy and disgusting. No toe cheese if you're showing your toes. Yeah. Toes are showing being shown you need to have them painted take care of them yeah like they need to look good always look presentable yeah even though i don't always look presentable it's something i value it's presentable enough though you know what i mean right. you're not walking out in anything you picked this sweater right. you picked those leggings because you know those two things together will look good enough to be outside you know good what enough. i mean right yes. good enough um my, my mom always said that growing up her mom told her to wear clean underwear um, because if you ended up going to the hospital, <laughs> that's, that's, hello. And they needed to take your clothes off. You yes. Know. Um, but yeah, guys. <laughs> that actually, my mom literally said the same thing. But she was like, you need to shower, yeah. be bathed, brush your teeth. Right. Because if an accident happens, you're in the hospital, you, 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 you know. You don't want him to see the smelly, like. Right. You're going to look a mess. Right. No so guys, you know, lesson to take <laughs> home. Don't look a mess. Okay. So for the next segment, um, we're going to be giving you guys some advice. Some people came up to us and um, asked us to answer their questions. So listen to some tunes and we'll be back in a few. Hello, beautiful, wonderful people of the world. (laughs) (laughs) I I didn't know where I was going with that. (laughs) It is time for Love is in the Air, where we give you guys relationship advice. Today's situation, y'all, is very interesting. Very, very interesting. So, it was actually sent in by one of our listeners, so thank you to our listener for sending that in. So, let's read the story. Male, age 18, says, I've been talking to girls and stuff, but like this one person, it's a guy. I kind of like him for real, and so does he, and I'm not really with it, but don't know what to really do about it either. I mean, we need to hang out more first, but I, but before I make an official decision, but even then, I'm still not really sure if it's the way to look. I don't know if the right decision is to stick with the girl or go with the guy, especially since I don't want to be judged by society if I do. I love them both for real, but I don't know what I should tell the other person if I make a decision. Mm. 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 Okay. Uh, First of all, tea. Second of all, tea. Mess. 
this is this is this can get messy very quickly and not because um, of society, but because of the people that are directly impacted by this relationship. Right. Um, Of course, you want to be open with both people and let them know, hey, I'm talking to other people. Hey, I'm dating around. Hey, I'm single. I have every right. Um, if you're making promises to one person and and not telling the other, then you're already shooting yourself in the foot before anything even right. happens. Um, so, you know, first and foremost, be honest. Are you being honest about where you are? Are you right. being honest about who you're talking to? Um, and 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 go from there. I mean, what would you say in this situation, Corey? Huh. Hmm. First, I would say be honest with yourself. Like, if you have a gut feeling, and it's the only reason why you don't want to go forward with the guys because you're scared of being judged by society, screw society. Do what you want to do. It's your life, not the world's. So what do you want to do? Um, if you like the guy and he likes you back, maybe consider just hanging out with him more, like you said. Get to know him. Um, see what he's about. See, And also see what the girl's about. Like, you don't have... And my friend and I were just talking about this. You are not committed to any relationship or anybody until it's official yep so it's kind of um it's really up to you and what you like want to do and what direction you want to go in right so if the girl likes wait does the girl like you did i say the girl likes her um oh you just said i've been talking to girls okay talking to girls get to know them too you're literally just looking around looking at your options right like, you don't have to fully put your foot into it yet because there's no official decision being made. Yeah, thing, right. right. So until you're actually locked in, locked in, um, until it's officially locked in, locked in, don't worry about it. You know, keep doing you, keep doing your thing, and don't worry about it. Like, do whatever your heart desires. If you want to go get, date the guy, go date the guy. But get to know him first. Don't go into anything, you know, blindly. Know what you're getting into. Um, but, like, keep your options open. And like I said, until you're locked in, you're not locked in. So right. go look at your options. Go date around. Go find a girl. Go find a guy. Like, do your thing. And don't care about what society has to say at all. Because at the end of the day, it's your life. And you should be happy over what society thinks is best for you. But I also think that's hard. Like, sometimes it's hard to put what you want over what society thinks of you. Right, right. Um, As, you know, I myself am a queer person that, you know, grew up in a really religious family. And also you grow up, you know, in a society where, especially as a male, um, people aren't, people are definitely going to treat you a lot more negatively um, as a queer male. But, you know, if you hide this part of yourself now it's gonna bubble up in five years it's gonna bubble up in 10 years it's gonna bubble up in 20 years um you can marry a girl and still find these thoughts that you never tended to um 10 20 30 years from now so why not just grant yourself that freedom today why not just grant yourself that freedom and experiment today see what works for you see what doesn't if it doesn't fine if it does fine and keep it pushing um you don't have to put yourself on blast you don't have to give yourself one title because we are all um a spectrum we are all a spectrum right. gender sexuality race all of that we're a spectrum it's not all just one thing or the other you can be two things at once for sure you can be two things at once you definitely can and like don't put the pressure on yourself you also don't need to figure it out right now right like i feel like a lot of the time myself included always feel like you're in a rush yeah you don't need to be in a rush you are not on a timeline of like your love is not on a timeline take the time you need don't rush it at all if you feel like um 
if you need to take your time, that's fine. If you feel like if you take time, the girls are going to run or the guy's going to run, that just means it wasn't meant for you. Right. What's meant for you is meant for you. (laughs) What's meant for you will happen. It might not happen right now, but it's going to happen eventually. Right. And, like, your time will come. Like, don't worry about it. Don't stress about it. Do what you want to do. Like, and follow your gut. Like, at the end of the day, like, your gut is what, you know, it's... Is the truth, like yeah. at the end of the day, and it, from what you said, it sounds like you're leaning more towards the guy. That's what it seems like. like it right? honestly does. It seems like you're leaning more towards the guy, but just because you're, I guess, worried about what the girls might think, or you're worried about what society might think, like you're taking second steps at it, right. and you don't need to do that. You yeah. don't need to do that at all. Like follow your gut, do what you need to do, go for the guy. I support you. Yeah, stop, stop living for the world around you. Because like Corey and I said in the last segment, these people don't care. They'll draw conclusions about you no matter what you do. You'll be in the straightest relationship in the world, and they'll still hate you for some reason. So right. do you, do okay? You. Um, and if you're not safe, you don't feel safe with putting that information on blast, then fine. But as long as you're keeping lines of communication open with both this girl and this guy, saying, hey, dude, right. I'm talking to other people. Hey, girl, I'm talking to other people. Hey, dude, I'm not out. So I don't want this on Facebook. I don't want this on just keeping those lines of communication open, because like Corey said, if that's a problem for them, then they are not for you. Hello. If you feel rushed, if you feel pressured, if you feel this, if you feel neglected by any one of these people that you're talking to, they are not for you. Who's pursuing you the most? Hello. Who's giving you the most attention? Who's giving you that attention? Right. Who's caring about you the most? Who's asking about your family, your day, your life? Who's taking the most interest in you? That's the person you go with. Screw gender. Screw gender. And like you said, like, you don't need to put it on blast. You don't need to, the whole world doesn't need to know. No. Like, you don't need to know everything. Y'all don't know what I'm doing this evening. Right. You don't know what I did yesterday. Well, actually, they do. You, you put it I on blast. <laughs> but you don't know what I'm doing when I get home. You don't know what I'm doing tomorrow. You don't know, like, you don't know anything. Yeah. You don't have to know. It's really up to you. The whole world doesn't need to know that you're going to date whoever. The whole world doesn't need to know. Yeah. Heck, you don't need to tell the girls that you're talking to uh, a guy. You yeah. don't need to tell the guy that you're talking to other girls. Just, Just say, say you're talking. You're talking. <laughs> you know, I saw this thing in law. You know, you're supposed to only ask what you want to hear. Yeah. Like, if I ask you what's your favorite color, don't tell me your favorite color and why blue is your favorite color. Because mm. I didn't ask that. Mm. So only share with the world what you want them to know. Like, if you only want them to know that you're talking to somebody, that's all That's all they need to know. Yeah. You're talking. That's a statement. Just like, no, it's a statement. Stop. It's a statement. I'm just talking. It's a statement. Right. So that's okay. Right. So really feel it out. Like Corey said, take your time. Enjoy these two people. Enjoy. Um, enjoy dating. Enjoy being young. Enjoy being single. Um, and, and don't take it so seriously. You're not asking for anyone's hand in marriage, bro. You're, right. You're, you're, you're trying to go on more dates or something. Like, it's really, it's, it's not, it's that deep. It is that deep. Like, when you're in it, it feels that deep. It feels really intense. So I'm not going to sit here and tell you it's not that deep. Right. But when you zoom out, and when you look back in five years, you're going to be like, wow, it really wasn't that deep. Right. <laughs> so um, good luck to you, uh, person. And, you know, person. we, we okay. wish you the best. Keep Corey updated and all that's happening. Yes. Um, and hopefully you don't, you know, you really take this stuff and, and, and move forward with it. Right. Definitely. We actually had someone else that wanted advice as well. So hello. Thank you for that. And the question that they had was just, they need to know what is a red flag in women, girls, whatever. Okay. Just in general. Okay, so we can start from the beginning, right? We can okay. start from, like, when you're just first talking. Um, a red flag. I, in my mind, I think a red flag is if they're not asking you any questions. 
if they're not taking if you're if you find that you are the only person asking questions and you're the only person showing interest and they're not showing you interest maybe that person's not for you right. it could also be possible that they are bad at communicating it could right. also be possible that they hate texting um but if your form of communication is texting and theirs isn't then down the road, that's going to pose problems in your relationship anyway, right? Like, you guys need to be on the same page in how you communicate, that when works. you communicate, and how you make the other person feel cared about. Um, so that's very much a red flag if you're asking questions and they're not asking about you. Who doesn't ask about the person they like? Who doesn't? Who doesn't? Who doesn't? I don't know. What do you think is a red flag, Corey? A red flag in a girl. Ooh. A red flag in a girl. I'm trying to think. Hold on. Give me a second. I'm thinking. I agree with you, Rachel, like, if she's not asking questions, because it doesn't seem like you're interested. Right. Which I guess would lead me to my red flag. Does she seem interested? If she doesn't seem interested... Leave it alone. Next. Unless that's her personality. But then ask yourself, is that okay with you? Are you okay with that kind of personality? Right. But, like, if you don't seem interested, on to the next. And that's even if you're a girl, and you're talking to, like, whoever. Like, if they don't seem interested... Move like, on. Like, move on. Move Ooh, on. Someone in the comments on the live said, being too secretive. Yeah, like, yeah, that could be very messy. But it also depends on, I guess, what those secrets are. Is it like your deepest, darkest secret? Don't tell me that. But like, if you're a killer, you <laughs> tell me. <laughs> I need to know no, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ooh, or talking about exes too much. Hello, because are you over them or not? You're not. If you if you're if this is gonna be the topic of conversation, you are not over the ex, and that's okay. Just leave me out of it. <laughs> right. If I'm with you, you're with me. Right. Like you're not with your ex. Right. The ex is over. Right. Hello. Right. Um, so yeah, those are a couple red flags. I'm trying to think of another one. Um, another red flag, another red flag. I'm trying to um, think of like, have you done anything toxic? Like, have you ever done anything that would raise a red flag for somebody else? Would I, have I done something? I know I have. <laughs> <laughs> have I done like, anything? Oh, someone said leading on for too long. Yes. That's red flag. That's big red big flag. Big red flag. Yeah. Yeah. Cause again, they're not interested. Right. If you're not feeling satisfied after a conversation, Re within reason then they're not interested and you need to leave it alone you want to be chased male female you want to feel cared about you want to feel chased right. if you don't feel chased then no it's a no it's a no for me um another have i done anything that would make me people think that i'm a red flag i don't think so like honestly honestly you sure do you know something no i don't <laughs> um, <laughs> i was gonna say what do you know that i don't know <laughs> i mean i don't think so i feel like red flag wise I mean, I'm a pretty open book. You're going to know what you get. It's really when you start, like, I feel like if the other person starts acting funny, you know, mm. then I might, like, you know, like, be like, what's going on? Like, just on your butt about it. Right. right like, right. what's going on? But I don't feel like a red flag. I don't, I don't feel like, okay, what's your red flag? And maybe we go from there. Um, uh, mm, I, thought <laughs> I thought of one. I thought of one. Oh, okay. Okay. You go. Cause I can't think. I overthink. Mm. So, like, you could literally be so in love with me, but, like, you don't love me. He hates me. He hates me. <laughs> he don't love me for me. <laughs> so, I, I overthink. Like, that's my red flag. That is, I'm that a is. big overthinker. Like, you could literally be giving me a hug and a kiss every single day, bringing me flowers and chocolate, but you, like, say... I don't know. Do you something. said something weird, said something and now weird. it's like, oh god, you don't love me, you don't like me. I'm not for you. Right? You're like, not my boo. Like, no, that's that's my red flag. That's my biggest red flag. Uh, I'm an overthinker. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel you. I'm the same exact way. Oh my gosh, that's 
It sucks. Um, it does suck. Like, <laughs> screw overthinking. Yes, for real. Um, so, guys, if you guys need any more advice, please, please, please yes. blow up the DMs. Reach out to our Instagram page, wakeupcall.whip. We're not um, just sticking to relationships either. If you have advice about school, if you have advice about life, family, work, ask us questions. We will give you that advice bright and early, 10 a.m., okay? Um, so, you know, reach out to us. It can be anonymous. You can say your names. If you want to. If you want to get in the studio feel free um and 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 we'll let you in (laughs) all right um so guys after this break we're going to be talking about um some quotes uh some things that matter to us and uh, we're going to end the day on a good note all right guys yes we'll be back in five Hello, party people, and welcome back to WHIP Radio. I am your host, Corey Parker. And, and Rachel Abelard. And you are on a wake-up call. It is time for Living in Peace, where we give you guys a nice little tidbit, nice piece of advice, a nice little quote, poem, whatever, whatever, to carry you through the rest of your day. Are you sad? Are you happy? Are you ready to conquer the rest of your day? Today is Friday. It ends early for a lot of you. But it's time to be inspired. Today, we have a quote from author Pema Gordon, guys, I can't pronounce names in my for my life. Um, she wrote a book called "When Things Fall Apart: Heart Advice for Difficult Times." In the book, she talks about how to suffer, how to suffer during traumatic. Hold on, she talks about how to combat um, suffering during traumatic times and stress-inducing times. She shares strategies that can enable people to transform suffering and negative patterns to joy. One quote from the book, which is what we're going to be talking about today, is when she said, quote, Things falling apart is kind of testing and also kind of healing. We think that the point is to pass the test or to overcome the problem. But the truth is that things don't really get solved. They come together and they fall apart. Then they come together again and fall apart again. It's just like that. The healing comes from letting there be room for all of this to happen. Room for grief. Room for relief. Room for misery. Room for joy. So that's our quote, guys. Take it, think about it, five seconds, and what are your thoughts? I like this. Okay. Um, You know, during one of the breaks, Corey was like, you know, I thought about it. I really have no reason to be stressed. Like, life is great. And, you know, though she's 100% correct, I agree with her. There, I, I also encouraged her to kind of find space to feel stress kind kind of find space to validate that anxiety even, no matter how small you think it is no matter how ungrateful you feel that you are in that moment leave space for that because that's a natural human experience a natural feeling and you cannot have the good without the bad right, right? you don't know what peace feels like until you feel stress if it's peace all the time what what do you that's not living that's not living. You need that balance of the yin and the yang, and you need to give space for that. Um, there's this, you know, this conversation of toxic positivity where it's like, don't be sad. Don't be mad. Don't be stressed. It's like, girl, I have to be. I, I have to be. Right. Um, that's how I can. That's that's an outlet for me to, to be able to cry. That's stress relieving to be able to scream, to be right. able to smash plates like they did yesterday. Um, you know what I mean? It's it. You need to leave room for that. That's that's the cycle of life. What do you think, Corey? I definitely agree. I think you're supposed to have your ups. You're supposed to have your downs. But in her quote, like, I definitely agree that life is all about overcoming and dealing with it. You know what I'm saying? So I feel like 
it's definitely something that you have to get used to because life isn't always going to be great. Life isn't always going to be good. So adjusting and realizing that this is life. I'm going to have my sad times. I'm going to have my good times. It's really just all about how to deal. How to deal is what it comes down to. How are you dealing with your stress? How are you dealing with your sadness? Are you letting it take over? Are you letting it like overpower, like become this big thing? Are you giving it more attention than you really need it to give? So I definitely agree with her quote that things are falling apart and you really just need to acknowledge and recognize that that's going to happen. Yep. It's going to happen. Things are going to break. Things are going to be great. Life, like you said, like life is thriving for me right now. But there's still, it's okay to recognize that there's still stresses of this world, things I need to worry about. But it's just, how am I going to deal with those stresses? Right. Am I going to, am I going to like let it, you know, determine everything? Am I going to let it take over? Am I going to focus on it too much? Like focus on the good as well. Like life isn't always going to be, like I said, great. Life isn't always going to be good. But just taking it day by day. Don't let anything tear you down too much. Have your moments. Let it out. Sometimes I feel like people are so big on just holding everything in. Sometimes you need to let it be free. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> life is that duality. Um, and move through life knowing that that duality will be there. It will right. happen. It will hurt you. It will break you. And it will also build you. Um, some, you know, some of the most talented people in this world, some of the people that we look up to the most, they have been through it. Not that you have to go through hardship to be great, um, but it's no coincidence that a lot of those people also tend to be great. I mean, you know, they were able to power through um, those hardships, you know. So that's always something uh, to consider. Leave room for that hurt. Leave room for that joy. That's that's what life is. But I, I okay, I, I see what you're saying, but I feel like to be great, to have, like, just be amazing and everything, you have to go through those hard times. Because those hard times are what builds you. Yeah. If life was always lemons or always lemonade, if it was always great, always sweet, you're not learning anything. Life is too perfect. Like, you don't understand that bad exists because then if something bad was to happen, it would be terrible. You mm -hmm. know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So I feel like you need those bad moments. It's really, like I said, all about how do you deal with it? Are you focusing on it too much? Are you letting it take over? And honestly, this is easier. This is the message to myself even. Like, I let those things, those sad times, those bad thoughts take over. And I shouldn't. Yeah, right. I shouldn't. I shouldn't be like letting my feelings and emotions and thoughts take over like I do. But it comes down to, once again, how are you dealing with it? Right. And right. how do you deal with that? Like, how do you deal when stressful times are happening, you're dealing with grief, you're dealing with sadness, anger, frustration? How do you deal? So it really depends. I have two different ways, right? Sometimes I just shut down. Like, I'm, I'm not going to class. I'm taking off of work. I'm laying in bed, and I'm going to mope. Until right. the next day. Um, and, you know, some people don't go do that. I think it's some kind of self-care, right? Because, again, no one's going to coddle me the way I'm going right. to coddle me. So I'm going to take the time to coddle myself. Um, and then the other approach that I take is that I like to control the things that I can control. Some things are out of my control. And I have to deal with that. I hate it, but I have to deal with it. So I go and clean. I complete my homework. I do something that makes me feel accomplished so that I'm not dwelling on the things that I can't change. What do right. you do, Corey? I cry. <laughs> I'm being so brutally honest with you. I realized, like, back in the day, I would say, I'm not a crier. I don't cry. And then I talk to people, and they're like, you're a crier. <laughs> yes, I am. I'm Corey Parker, and I'm a crier. Um, so I cry. Um, I try to distract myself, doing a word search, um, just trying to distract myself. Um, and I actually really like what you said, realizing and focusing on the things you can control and not what's not out of your control. Because I always worry about 
stuff that's literally not in my control. Right. Like, if you already got a C for a class, what can I do about it? <laughs> like, what can you do? You can't do anything. <laughs> Step study, do better. You know, right. change your future actions. Right, right, exactly. But I think, like I said, I cry. I have to, I talk to my parents. I talk to my parents or my roommate. My roommate and I, I feel like we've gotten really close. And, like, if I'm really struggling, I can go talk to her. Um, my close family, my friends, you know, just letting it out. Because I'm not the type of person that'll hold it in. You're going to, like, you might not know, but, like, someone's going to know. And right. it's not just me. Right. Someone else is going to know. Right. Um, but, yeah, crying, letting it out. I like to, what else? I like to sing. Singing, for me, is one of my hobbies. I love to sing. I would literally start bawling while I'm singing. It could literally be sing. I could literally be singing a Christmas song. And I feel like I'm eating it up, and I start crying. <laughs> so, singing is another outlet for me. I feel like that's really it. Oh, eating sweets. I'm definitely like an, a big, I have a big sweet tooth. So if I'm like stressing or something, I'll eat. And then I'll worry. So I'm like, dang. I ate too much. I ate too yeah. much. <laughs> this is a diabetic route. You know what I'm saying? Right, right. So again, you need that yin and yang. You need sometimes without, sometimes with, you know. Um, so guys, moving through life um, with that, you know, knowing that that will happen, that sometimes things get worse before they get better, but things Hello. always, always, always get better. Things always get better. And it's relative, right? It's Thank not going to you. be, you're not going to be a millionaire tomorrow. All right. But, um, things always get better. So keep going through what, pushing through what you're pushing through. So far, you've been through 100% of the hardships that you've been through. And that's why you're here today, right? Yeah. You successfully got through everything else in the past. You can get through today. All right, guys. Right. Um, so that's all for WHIP wake up call today be sure to follow us at um whip uh, radio or our personal pages uh wake up call dot whip okay guys um we look forward to hearing from you and we will be back on monday bright and early so tune in all right yes we'll see you guys next monday have a great weekend guys and a happy friday <laughs>